0: Welcome to Waking Oz with Sue and Deirdre, a podcast for women who want to step out, reclaim themselves, and create their most kick-ass life.
1: Today's episode of 12 Roads to Oz is called Detours, the one where cancer and COVID got in the way, two diagnoses that make us turn off course, but only temporarily. We'll both talk about very recent, very personal health scares and how we are facing the challenge to stay in the driver's seat.
0: Yes, Sue. So our first two episodes focused on making yourself a priority and then getting in the driver's seat, taking control of your life. And that might mean taking a deeper look at and managing some relationships, chasing a long-time goal, learning something new, or even self-care.
1: Yeah, and we call this series 12 Roads to Oz because there are a lot of ways forward. However, regardless of the road you take, there will be detours and life just isn't a straight line. It's messy and sometimes unpredictable. So and what?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. And we are the perfect examples right now of having to take a detour and then figure out how to get back on the road and continue to move forward. And everyone's detour is different.
1: That is true, Deirdre, and as you know, mine happens to be a cancer diagnosis, and Deirdre, you are recovering from COVID, so I think when we designed this series, we never could have imagined or planned for these life challenges, but nonetheless, here we are.
0: And we want to share this with you because we want to take this 12-week journey right alongside you. And we decided that that means that we need to be completely transparent. And uh, that means telling you about our challenges and how hard we're working to stay on course. You know, not only talk the talk, but also walk the walk.
1: Yeah. And I think we're both walking the walk right now. And uh, it's pretty difficult to share such a, such a personal challenge, but I think that um, we need to do this. Um, So I'll begin Deirdre with my very, very unexpected detour. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer just last week. Um, 12 years ago, I had a scare. I had what's called DCIS and it was stage zero. So you know, I thought pretty much that I was out of the woods. You know, they say five years is a milestone, 10 years is a milestone. So when I had reached 12 years, I really thought that I was probably fine. Although, you know, I've been very diligent with screenings, but I never, ever imagined that there would be a recurrence. And um, I guess the good news is it was caught fairly early, but I will need surgery and there will be a six week recovery. So, you know, part of a scary health diagnosis, I think is, um, you know, understanding what you're going to have to go through physically, but there's a psychological component and I'm still working to sort of wrap my head around this. And I still don't have all the information yet. I'm meeting with so many doctors and, you know, it's really going to be share as I go. And It took me a long time to figure out whether I would share this, Um, you know, why share something so personal. But um, as many people who are listening probably already know, I'm a public figure. I'm a I'm a morning radio personality. Um, I emcee a lot of events I'm, I'm about or I was before covid. And I devote a lot of time to charitable initiatives that focus on breast cancer research and treatments. Um, I see the North Shore Cancer Walk. I used to be making strides against breast cancer. Um, and now, ironically, I have an even deeper personal connection to that cause. So, um, I yeah, guess-
0: you know, I I think so, too. You know, part of us wanting to talk publicly about both of these issues is because, now, we do have a platform to encourage our listeners to go get your mammograms. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think it's easy, especially during COVID, to feel like, oh, I can just wait three months. And I think the fact that you were diligent, you know, is is so good because I think it does mean that it was caught very early.
1: Yeah. And Deirdre, it's a good point because, look, it's hard enough going for a mammogram going during COVID when you have to wear a mask and they didn't have the fitting rooms open and you have to change in the actual examination room and you're walking around with all your, all of your belongings in this little plastic bag. And it, you know, it makes it even more unpleasant. Right. But I knew that I had to do it. And I really feel a responsibility to our listeners, both the listeners of this podcast and the listeners to the radio station, you know, to share this because, um, If I can get one person who's listening right this very minute to say, oh, my God, I'm overdue. I'm going to make that phone call today. Um, And, you know, they catch it early, then that's wonderful. And that's really all I want to do. So, you know, we always talk about how when you're on the road to wherever it is that you're going, you're going to fall down. You're going to have to dust yourself off and keep going. And I think what I'm learning right now is so much has been out of our control, right? COVID has been out of our control and getting cancer is out of my control. But what I can control, Deirdre, John, we always talk about, th- about what you can control to stay in the driver's seat. What I can control is my response to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, w- what else can I control in order to stay in the driver's seat in order for me to feel like this is not controlling me. I still have, it's still my life. I still make the decisions. So, you know, the first thing I thought about is my attitude toward treatment. Um, You know, I can feel sorry for myself. I can stomp my feet. I can be angry and there's time to do that. I I gave myself a couple, a couple of pity days. Um, But then it's time to kind of, you know, on my gr- big girl pants and say, you know what, my prognosis is good. Um, I'm going to beat this and I'm going to have to go through it, whether I'm miserable or whether I'm positive, why not be positive? And, and I think
0: a part of that is also, you know, we've talked about this before, but surrounding yourself with the people who are going to be positive along with you.
1: Yes. And, you know, it's hard because you there's a lot of people in my life and, you know, I've had to sort of tell all of these people and most of them have been super, super positive and supportive. Um, but I have to also manage that. Like you said, I have to be around the people that are going to be, you know, the best for my mental state and that are going to like me have a positive outlook for my future and the goals I set. Um, you know, but I really, I have to be grateful because I have a platform. I have an audience and I can share this with them. And hopefully I know, like, I think of my listeners as family. So they're going to help me. I'm going to feed off that energy. And hopefully I can help somebody out there, whether it be somebody who's already going through a cancer diagnosis or a cancer treatment plan, or somebody who maybe, like I said, is putting off getting that screening that you should not put off. Mm -hmm. Um, so the bottom line is, you know, this is not going to stop me from focusing on the goals that we set because that's what we are asking our podcast listeners to do over these 12 weeks is to set goals and to, and to work toward them. Um, and yes, this is going to mean that it's going to be a little harder for me because I'm going to be going through during this 12 week podcast series, I'm going to be going through treatment. I'm going to be going through a recovery and but I'm not going to let it stop me. You know, I still want to grow our audience here at Waking Oz. I want to grow our following on Facebook. I'm going to continue my work on morning radio, um, maybe a couple of week pause, but but not that long. And there's going to be bumps. I'm not going to sugarcoat this, Deirdre. I've cried a lot. I'm I'm scared. I'm worried. It's not a detour I would have chosen. But of course yeah, but I have to focus on what I can control and I have to just keep moving forward. So that's what I'm doing. And I know you're committed to taking the journey with me. And I know, you know, a lot of people are, and, and, and so if, if you're facing a challenge right now, know that we are here with you and we're trying, I'm trying to keep it real because, you know, we can sit here on our soapbox all we want and say, this is what everybody should be doing, but we are human like everyone else. And, And so here we are, we're we're kind of revealing those cracks in our own armor. And Deirdre, I know that you also have a health challenge to talk about that you're still currently going through. So I will let you talk about yours
0: yeah so thanks thanks for being so honest sue and um, you know i know we both feel committed to being honest about our journeys and helping our listeners who may also be struggling with health issues as well Mm -hmm. you know so as sue said i was diagnosed with covid three weeks ago Um, i have to admit it was totally unexpected Um, my mom my husband and i have been super careful And really still have no idea how we got it. And I I think that for me is such a difficult thing because for nine months, I feel like I have put my life on hold and I am a super social, the biggest extrovert, you know, always having parties and groups of people. And, you know, my life is usually surrounded by lots of children and my acting business and um i literally never thought i could ever get covid and um so when i got the diagnosis um it was pretty shocking and for those of you who don't know me i am a terrible patient <laughs> full disclosure i am True horrible <laughs> uh, apologizing upfront to um uh, my husband and my mother um so i'm a terrible patient and i really hate to rest i'm not good at sitting still And I really don't like to ask people for help. So I like to be the one doing the helping. I really don't like to be the receiver of help. So this whole thing has been a struggle for me. You know, we were really lucky. All three of us just had really bad cold symptoms, but we all had incredible muscle aches and exhaustion Mm. and you know, I, I had read about people describing it and I was like, yeah, yeah, they were tired. But this was being tired like I have never felt before. Literally, I would wake up in the morning and it felt like I had sandbags on my legs. Oh, my they God. so exhausted. I could barely move out of bed and I would be trying to do some work. And then I would say, I'm just going to take a short nap. And then I would sleep for like three hours. Oh, my and, God. Um taking three, four naps a day exhausted. And I'm somebody who does not nap at all. Um, right. And I was preparing to teach another semester of college classes online. So I have a full-time teaching schedule and um, the semester just started. And basically I got COVID two weeks before the, the beginning of the semester. Um, oh boy. Yeah. So, you know, for the first time in my life, you know, taking cold medicine and just powering through wasn't doing it. (laughs) And, um, that was so frustrating to me. So I, I had to make some difficult decisions. And the first one was, I just had to accept help. And, you know, I'm so lucky. I have great family. I have great friends. And I know that probably sounds really easy to our listeners, right? But for me, To just say yes to help is a huge step. Like, I like to be in control, I like to be the doing. And I just started saying yes to people dropping off meals and dropping off medicine and doing errands.
1: It's humbling. Um, It's really humbling because you have to sort of admit that you're vulnerable and that you need help. And that is it's hard for me, too. But you, Deirdre, you know, for people listening who don't know you as well as I do, you know, you're the one who's always managing. You know, you're the one who'll put together the community response to somebody being ill or, you know, the gift exchange, you know, or this or that. And you're always the one organizing those things. And I
0: I feel like I normally get energy from that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was number one. Number two was I had to sleep. And again, I'm not a good sleeper. I usually function on about six hours of sleep a night. Sue and I've talked about this. We we both are this way. Yeah. Um, But for three weeks, I did not set an alarm and I just woke up whenever I woke up and I took a lot of naps. I just, if I was tired, I just laid down and took a nap. And again, just giving into my body and listening to my body has been really challenging for me. And then finally, which is probably the hardest is I had to just decide to do my job at about 50% and you know, I am somebody who likes to give a hundred percent all the time, mm-hmm. and that was challenging. So, um, and if my colleagues who are listening to this may not may not know, so this is this is new <laughs> news to the world. But you know, I attended meetings and I just turned my camera off and I laid in my bed in my pajamas listening to meetings. Um, I'd welcome to kitchen. the
1: way everybody's been working for ten months, Deirdre.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, see, I am like the person who is on zoom with my camera on trying really to be engaged. Yeah. Um, You know, I'd work on my courses for an hour, then take a nap. And um, you know, that was really a challenge to just say, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm not a hundred percent engaged for a few weeks, my courses are still going to happen. My students are still going to be serviced. And I'm happy to say that three weeks later, I would say I'm about 80% better and my mom and my husband as well, you know, all of our cold symptoms have um, disappeared except exhaustion. But I I will say I'm working really hard to just not push myself. So how can I stay in the driver's seat? The first is I'm trying to rest. I'm trying to keep listening to my body. Um, The other thing is I'm really making it a point to share with everyone I know That you need to start double masking when you go out in public. So, you know, I thought I was being really careful. The only places I went were the grocery store and the pharmacy. I wore a mask. I don't know anybody in my circle who has COVID. My only exposure to other people was the grocery store and the pharmacy. And Mm -hmm. I never knew that you actually should be replacing your masks, that if you're washing your masks, the material is actually getting thinner. And so you do want to replace your masks. And if you can, you want a double mask, wear a mask with an N95 over it. Um, I am telling you, I'm a healthy person. I didn't have any pre existing conditions.
1: And yeah, you were the last family on the planet, I have to say this, that anybody thought would get COVID because you guys were to the letter. You followed every protocol, every requirement, every rule. You guys never broke it. You even wore masks in the house a lot. Um, you were really trying to take care of your mom who lives with you and nobody could believe when you guys got it. So, you know, it is, it is sort of a lesson that you can't do too much.
0: Yeah. I think when you are out in public, you cannot be too careful, you know, double mask distance, do not for any reason, pull your mask down because you do not want to get this virus.
1: Yeah. And I think too, Deirdre, um, it's interesting because it affects everybody differently. You know, I've known people who are completely asymptomatic, people like you who had the, the fatigue and the um, cold symptoms, and then other people who are like laid out flat with it, fevers, you know, all of that. So the other thing is you just don't know how, if you get it, how you're going to react. So it, it's it's not a joke. we got to take this seriously. And we're not, you know, we're, yes, there, you know, the, the vaccine is out there, but we've got a ways to go. We've got a few months of this to go. So uh-huh. anyway, a um, recap if we can even, I don't even know how we recap all of this, but we have shared some pretty real detours that Deirdre and I are navigating right now in real time along with you. And why are we doing it? Well, I think it's because we are human and we're just like everybody else. We have unpredictable roadblocks. We have to challenge ourselves to move past them, to stay positive, and to still keep our eyes on our end goals.
0: Yeah. And I think 12 roads to Oz means many paths forward and some are windier than others, which (laughs) we are definitely learning, you know, when we're all on different paths, but we also are all here to support each other so we can always be chasing a better version of ourselves.
1: That's right. And so we hope our stories inspire you to think about how you manage life's unexpected challenges. We all have them. If you want to share some with us, Please feel free to comment on our Waking Oz Facebook or Instagram pages. We'd love to hear your stories.
0: And thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode today. If you liked it, or more importantly, if you think it may help someone else, please, please share it with your friends. We'd appreciate a follow or a like on social media as well. We are trying to get up to 1,000 likes on Facebook. So we're asking that you help us with that goal.
1: That's right. And we appreciate all of you. We hope you're safe. We hope you're doing well. And uh, we hope you'll join us next Thursday for another edition of Waking Oz, 12 Roads to Oz. We will see you next Thursday. Stay safe, everyone.